You're listening to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with Kat John, episode number 23. G'day gang, welcome to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with me, Kat John. I believe that leading from the front is to share with others what it takes to become the creator of your own life, offering real guidance, raw truths, and relatable stories. Your journey to creating a fulfilling and meaningful life that sees your dreams turn to reality starts here. So I've body shamed my body and treated my body very poorly over the years. And I've body shamed my body for a long time and I still to this day. I have, I know, a a warped perception and a warped view of my body. Some days I'm like, oh yeah, you're so far. And then other days I'm not. And it's totally dependent. It's not like one day I'm completely different from the other. It's totally dependent on my perception. And my journey with my body, my body journey has been it's been really unhealthy. It's, um, it's been toxic. I've had it. I've had a toxic relationship with how I view my body, with how I treat my body, with how I compare my body. And these days I'm a lot better. You know, I will allow, and I use that word consciously, I'll allow myself to, you know, enjoy my body or be in bathers. And yes, I might still feel self-conscious, but to the degree of like self-destructive thoughts as to what I used to think to what they are now, it's better. But I know that there's, um, there's still room, definitely room for improvement. And it really started for me. I actually remember in grade four when, I don't know why, I don't know why we were weighing ourselves, like the, the teacher was weighing all of us in front of each other. I have no idea why. And I remember standing on the scales and I was like six kilos heavier than my friends. So what do you know? I get called fatty catty. I get called fat. You know, why are you so heavy? You're the same height as this person or that person. So my complex started early and look, I'm sure it probably took place even before that. But that was the first memory where I was like, oh, I'm fat or I'm fatter than them. And I really started to compare my body to others. And then grade six, year seven started to hit where, you know, I'm starting to like boys and, you know, boys are choosing other girls over me. I had terrible acne when I was a kid and I used to get teased for having pimples. And I remember going out with this guy for ages in grade six and he didn't kiss me. And I later found out that he didn't want to kiss me because I had all, I had all these pimples on my face. And then he broke up with me and literally two minutes later, he starts going out with one of my inverted commas friends and kisses her straight away. So my complex uh, got even stronger and my ego, my limited belief system started to grow. You know, I'm different or I'm ugly or I'm unlovable or something's wrong with me. You know, just more data and evidence started to collect. So I went to Ivanhoe Girls Grammar School, which is obviously an all-girls school. And I don't know why there 
Um, but it was just when I started year seven, I developed an eating disorder and I'd binge, I'd binge hard and then I'd make myself throw up. And I probably did that for a year, a year and a half. And I hated my body. I hated it. I, I, I was punishing myself and my body for being different, for being ugly, for not being normal, for not having nice skinny legs or big boobs. You know, I was also called a, a called a surfboard because um, I had such flat boobies when I was in primary school. So the 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 view of my body just started to get more and more warped. So I developed an eating disorder and the reason why that stopped is my auntie um, who really was like a second mum to me, you know, got me out of it and started talking me out of it. But still I had an unhealthy relationship with food. I was always overeating and then feeling like shit and then wanting to throw it up but because I wasn't throwing up anymore, it was just I felt a lot of shame and I felt a lot of yuckness in my body. Now, what I know now and even earlier than now, but certainly not at the time that this really did link back to when I was sexually abused at the age of six, where I remember feeling yuck and dirty, like someone had left a, a like, you know, if, if a surgeon does surgery and leaves a, a rag inside of you and stitches you up, that rag goes rotten and then, you know, all the organs around the rag rot too. That's how I felt all the time. And that's certainly how I felt after being sexually abused. Like I must be yuck or I must be disgusting. I am disgusting and something's really wrong with me. And what, what really started to become obvious is that over time, that thread just became stronger. That thread became, you know, more robust in the sense of I am disgusting, other people are better than me, and, you know, I'm just yuck. So this sort of moved into when I started to become sexually active where I never allowed myself to orgasm. I would enjoy sex and I had a bit of sex, Um but I really never, well, I never orgasmed um, until my 30s and I'm 34. And I remember my friends saying like, why do you do that? Like, why wouldn't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Or why don't you just let it happen? And again, at the time, I didn't understand why. But as time went on and I started to notice more and more and more this self-punishment cycle, I was punishing myself for being disgusting, for being what I called fat, for being what I called, you know, I guess I felt sh- I felt ashamed of my body and how I felt inside my body. And what I was actually doing was not allowing myself to experience joy in my body, not allowing myself to feel good in my body. And really it was a decision I made when I was six years old after being sexually abused where I made a decision that I'm disgusting, I am yuck, I must have deserved what was given to me because I'm a bad girl. I'm a bad girl so I deserve this. And so again that thread just kept getting bigger and bigger and more robust in the sense that my body isn't a place to feel joy. My body isn't a place to feel good. My body isn't a place to feel pleasure because that time when I was six was not pleasurable. It was not good 
and it was fucking disgusting. But what I did is I interpreted it as that experience as me. So over the years, the shaming got stronger. And what I was doing, as I said, was locking myself out of of experience goodness in my body, pleasure in my body. And this whole concept of not allowing myself to orgasm and experience pleasure was me punishing myself still for that belief that I made up when I was six years old. Now, I think it was when I was in my 20s, maybe sort of early-ish 20s, uh, I did some chakra work, which you've heard me speak about before. And when we move to the sacral chakra, which is the inner child chakra, your sensuality center, pleasure center, um, it's it's the kid inside of us seeking to experience joy and pleasure and all the rest in this life. It was a really, really tough um, energy for me to clear and to empower. And with those teachings, there were suggestions for us to do. And one of the, uh, one of the um, suggestions was to look at Tantra. And I'd heard of Tantra. I never really understood what Tantra was. Uh, but I went to go and get a Tantric session, a one-on-one session with a female, which was actually very big for me. It was really big for me because those of you who have listened from the beginning, I was sexually abused by a woman, not by a man. So going to see this tantric woman who was going to help me like unblock the fucking blockness going on down there was like, oh my fucking God, what am I doing? Am I about to like, you know, offset all this pain and suffering that I thought I'd gotten over? But I was called to do it and I heard that she was an, she was amazing at it. And what I came to understand through our sessions that the way I was experiencing sex or allowing myself to experience sex was almost as if I was disconnected from feeling. I didn't want to feel anything because it if I felt it would have reminded me of I'm dirty, I'm yuck, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not a, I'm not a pure person. I'm not a pure person. I'm, I'm tarnished and, you know, I'm dirty. So me blocking off that pleasure, that pleasurable experience of orgasming was also so I couldn't feel, couldn't feel anything. So it was a big block. So when I did work with her, what she was educating me on was that for the female, there are three places inside of us. There are like three G spots inside of us. One is pain, one is pleasure, and one is numbness. And I was like bypassing all three. I didn't want to feel pleasure. I didn't want to feel pain. And I didn't want to experience numbness. So when I was having sex, it was just very transactional. There was no deeper feeling there. So when she did her work with permission, my body's permission, which was another massive thing, right? I had learned from a very young age that anyone can just fucking do what they want to do to your body. And so therefore, I carried that flame and that torch of, cool, well, I'll just let anyone do anything and any anything to my body and not seek my own fucking permission. So she also taught me this too about body permission, 
Are you giving permission for this person? Are you saying yes because you think it will make them happy? Or are you saying yes because you actually want to? You know, I had to relearn all of that. So it was, it was tough. It was confronting. And with my body's permission, I got to experience what true pain felt like when she held this G-spot. And she held this G-spot and I just fucking roared like a lion. She held my numbness spot and I just silently cried. She held my pleasure spot and I just fucking like, oh my God, have never experienced that feeling before because I had blocked it off. And what happened after that was this like cascade of fuck me. My body is something so precious. It's something so powerful. It wants to talk to me. It wants to share with me. It wants to experience different things. Whereas before I was like, hey, I'm going to shove cigarettes in you. I'm going to shove fucking pills and ecstasy pills, pills and speed and pain relief medication and just any person who I'm kind of allowing in sexually. You know, that's how I was treating my body. Until I met this woman, her name's Stephanie Phillips. She's in Melbourne. I don't know if she does one-on-ones anymore. And again, that's for you to seek yourself. But for me, it was such a game changer of like, oh my God, I've been living a way for so long. I've been living a certain way for so long and thinking that that's normal. But what I was really doing was abandoning my soul. I was abandoning my body. I was abandoning what my body truly wanted. And yes, I made up this belief when I was six that I'm fucking dirty and disgusting and I don't deserve anything nice. But then it was up to me as the matured woman in my early 20s to shift this. So after that, as the chakra course continued, I started to do really, I guess, experiential things. I went nude modeled. I went and did nude modeling for like, I think it was four nude models. Never fucking done it before in my life. But I just knew, I was like, I want to experience my body in a way where I feel empowered, where it is looked at as beauty, where it is art, rather than view my body like it's a fucking rubbish bin. View my body as like it's it's fat and I should abuse it and I should abuse myself and make my fucking food chuck up out of my mouth. I want to experience my body in a whole new light. And those nude modeling model sessions were so empowering for me, not for everyone. But for me, I was, there was music playing. There were like all these artists around me in this awesome setting, music playing. And I was moving to the music in such these beautiful, slow ways And then seeing the people's art of me and my body, it was so transformative and so powerful. And what that then did is when I started to have, well, not started, but when I had sex again, after this tantric experience, after nude modeling, after doing other experiential things, which just brought me back home to this vessel that isn't me, but it's housing me, if that makes sense. My body isn't me, but it's housing me, me as in my fucking spirit, 
my soul. And if my soul is in this place, in this home called the body, fuck, I want to take care of this body because my soul's in here. My spirit is in here. My inner voice, my inner wisdom is here, is in here. So when I started to have, again, didn't start, when I had sex again, after these experiences, like I allowed, I know this may be so simple and maybe you already do it, but I allowed myself to say no to sex when I didn't want it and not feel like I had to explain or not feel like I was withholding from someone. Now, I know that sometimes we don't have sex with our partners or our long-term relationships because we start to get stagnant. Now, when you start to get stagnant energetic-wise, your sacral chakra is like, fucking stimulate me, babe. Come on. I'm, I, I'm meant to, to move. I'm meant to experience connection and intimacy, you know, there's, there's this, do I believe in balance, 100% balance? No, I believe that there is a middle ground that we can try and live in more often than, than the extremes. Now, my extreme was I was promiscuous and I wasn't respectful of my body. And then there's the other extreme where you can be prudish and you're like, oh no, I can't have sex. Oh no, I can't until this. Oh no, I can't until that. But in the middle, there is this place that's like, What's my truth right now? What is my real truth right now? So it's not like I'm withholding myself from sex or withholding it from my partner, or it's not like I'm giving it out too frequently and easy. So what came up for me is that I started to find that middle ground. It was my, it was my truth, my inner voice that was like, actually, no, I've been on one fucking date with you. I don't want to give my body to you. My soul's in here. God damn it. But then it might have been three dates. I'm like, my soul is in here. My spirit is in here. I fucking dig you. Let's play. Let your spirit play with my spirit. You know, so I started to view my body differently and see it as a place that houses my soul. So what do I need to do? Which then I started to learn about boundaries. What do I need to do to protect, not block, but protect my body which is here protecting my soul for some time, for however long we live for. And when I continued having sex, I started to vocalize more of what I wanted. I never did that before, ever, ever. I know this sounds crazy because I'm self-expressive, but I didn't. I didn't. So moving forward, I started to say, hey, 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 slow down slow down. Or I started to shift my position. I started to listen to my body, to own my body and to enjoy being in it with someone else. And so this changed sex for me. Sex became a pleasurable experience, a joyful experience, a good experience, but also an experience that I gave myself permission to do by checking in with my body and my soul. And as I became more familiar with my soul and my true body, not just this body that I was fucking trashing before, my true body, which is, this is a home for my soul. 
once I started to get familiar with all of that, I started to know instinctively, intuitively, who was for me sexually and who wasn't. And over time, again, this is my personal journey, over time, I started to really rein back in who I gave myself to, to the point where I was visualizing and manifesting for two years and tuning into my ultimate relationship. And I asked my guidance, what's my next best step? And my next best step was enjoy your body in different ways now. You don't need to have sex right now. Give it a break. Give it a break. And that break for me was nearly 18 months of not having sex, of saying no, and just enjoying my body. And what that then started to look like was me feeling like I could go down to the beach comfortably with my friends, be in my bathers and not think I'm so ashamed of my body. I should have lost weight. I should have done this. I shouldn't have eaten that. And so through that next advancement, which as I said, dudes, I'm still working on. There are days where I will full fucking still body shame myself. I'll still consider wanting to chuck up my food. But do I? No, I've been through that. Do I spend the whole day body shaming? No, but I know when I'm fucking doing it and it sucks. And then I just start refocusing on shit that actually does matter. That's actually going to serve my fucking brain. But I started to enjoy my body. I started to enjoy it in social settings and not be so consumed with comparing myself or wishing I had have done the diet three months ago. I just started to enjoy my body then and there as it was, knowing I was taking care of it, knowing I was doing the best for it. I knew how at that time. And then how that started to advance even more and more is I stopped drinking. You know, I'll have a gin and tonic or a red wine every now and then, but in terms of getting smashed, no. In terms of smoking darts, no. In terms of taking drugs, no. And so this shame around me and my body started to dissipate. It started to shift. And with that, I could enjoy life. I could experience life as it was rather than through feeling shame, rather than through fuck I'm fat, rather than through I'm disgusting, rather than through I'm dirty, which then meant more of what I wanted to do in this life could come to life. That consumed me for so long that that was like my number one focus. And so if that's what I'm focusing on, that's what I'm continuing to create. That was my number one focus, fat, shame, disgusting, yuck, dirty. So I just created more of that. And nothing that I've got today was able to get in. It just didn't match. It wasn't a fit until I started to see, fuck, I'm like full cock blocking joy. I'm cock blocking the pleasure of life. I'm cock blocking you know, seeing my body as a place that houses my soul and all I need to do is start fucking taking care of my body. Now I say all you need to do, that's a fucking shift in itself and that takes time and that's a process, but that's really all I needed to start focusing on. So I'm sharing this with you today to let you know that I still fucking have negative views of my body. I still think, ugh, I'm fat, ugh, I'm this. The shame is way less 
The comparison, yep, it can definitely still be there, but that just is dependent upon my perception, what's going on inside of my head. But I do. I have warped views of my body. I've had it for a long time. It has advanced and evolved to a much better place. And I look forward to it advancing and evolving even more. And so I want to ask you, if you are blocking off pleasure in your life and not pleasure in the sense of like instant gratification stuff, I mean like, is it a pleasure for you to be in your body? Is it a pleasure for you to have sex? Do you find sex difficult? Do you find sex hard? Do you find sex like, ugh, I don't want to do it? Or are you having sex thinking it's pleasurable, but it's actually not and you're having so much of it? Are you blocking out joy in your life? Are you blocking out fun in your life because you're so fixated on a certain thing about yourself, your body, your looks, your whole fucking get up? If you are, I'd really like you to take the time to do some work and write down what you are missing out on, what you are missing out on because you are fixated on something that you're disgusting or in my, in my situation that I was disgusting, that I was ashamed of my body, that I'm fat, that I'm ugly, that others are better than me. If you're fixated on that, what are you missing out on Who are you missing out on? Who are you missing out on being? If you're this way now, who are you not being? And find out who you and yourself are missing out on. Because when you do that kind of work, you expose what's going on inside of you. And then ask yourself, what's my next best step to transforming this? What is my next best step to transforming this, to evolving this? And hold space for yourself to receive that answer. Hold space for yourself to receive that answer. So you can begin the process, the journey of experiencing joy and pleasure in your life again. You guys are a bunch of legends for tuning into the Real Raw Relatable podcast. I really do thank you for sharing it with your mates or anyone who needs to hear these episodes. So please do review it, rate it, share it. I'd love to see this go viral so more people are living from their true power, from their hearts, rather than from their egos. Steve and I have finished our trainings for 2019, so we're taking a nice little break before we go kaboom next year. Next year is going to be a ripper year with touring the nation and also running our trainings. Zero Fucks Tuesday turns two next February, so I reckon there's going to be a pretty wicked event taking place in Melbourne. If you're looking for a coach, head to catchon.com.au and check out the Elite Coaching Program as I would love nothing more than to serve your soul and everything that it would love to express. Have a nice day, gang. Peace be with you.